back in 59 in a Pennsylvania coal mining town. 81 miners standing in line waiting to go down. Down, down in that old Knox mine and never see the light of day. Robbing the pillars was the task at hand. You listen what the boss man say. We're hearing singer-songwriter Lex Romaine with his ballad on the Knox Mine Disaster that took place on January 22, 1959, less than 10 miles from right here. When David Brocka heard Lex Romaine singing this ballad, he recognized the story, certainly, but he caught something more, something about Lex and his voice, Lex as a storyteller. Digging right through the stop line, they were tricked by the company lights. They were tricked by the company lights. David Brocka had been working on a documentary film about the Knox disaster and was searching for just the right teller of the tale, exactly the right narrator. Lex could do the original music, of course, and when asked, he committed to the project fully as narrator and composer. The Brocka documentary, titled simply The Knox Mine Disaster, is a full-length film that will be broadcast on WVIA-TV at noon on the anniversary of the disaster itself, Sunday, January 22nd, to commemorate the event and as one way that WVIA is joining the Anthracite Heritage Foundation and its other partners to mark Anthracite Heritage Month. Robert Walensky, Professor Emeritus of Sociology at the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point and author of a number of studies on the Anthracite region, including a book he co-authored on the Knox disaster, appears in the film, and he was an advisor to the filmmakers. Dr. Walensky is the coordinator of Anthracite Heritage Month, and we had a chance to speak with him by phone about this year's events, and we have the second part of that conversation today on Art Scene, beginning with a recap of the events taking place to mark the Knox Mine disaster, events which, over 20 years ago, led to the creation of Anthracite Heritage Month. There's so many, Erica. I just mentioned the, the, the three on the 22nd, which is the anniversary date of the Knox. Four programs, but three in Pittston itself. There's the annual Mass at St. John's. Families will be there to commemorate and remember that tragic disaster. We go right from there to the historical marker in front of the Beloga Funeral Home in Port Griffith, which is right next to Pittston. And we have a public little half-an-hour public program there. Again, the families come up usually right after the church service. And then after that, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, we get in our cars and we drive down to the river a mile away, and we walk up the river. This is weather permitting, but we've done it virtually every year. And we gather at Beloga Funeral Home, and we travel to the river, and we walk up. It's, you know, it's about, oh, I don't know, it's half a mile or more, to two sites. The actual break-in site, where the river broke in the Susquehanna River, flooded the mines when the Knox Coal Company mined illegally under the river, and uh, there are 81 men in the mine. I put in quotes, only 12 died. It would have been much, much worse. 26 men wandered for seven hours trying to get out. They found a way out to the Eagle air shaft, which we have a marker on, and it's right near the break-in site, so we'll go to both the break-in site and the Eagle air shaft where 26 men came up. And that's, that's, just, that's kind of the morning and the early afternoon. 
then we go up to the museum in Scranton for the annual Knox Mine Disaster Commemoration. Bodie Moran is the site administrator at the museum, put together a wonderful program, which is international. We've never done this before. We usually focus on the Knox. Poetry has been written about the Knox, and there's music about the Knox, and the family members have spoken. But this year, uh, we're going to talk about the international connection between Welsh and American coal heritage. The genesis of this is the trip that Bodie Moran, myself, and Beth Landmesser led to the U.K. last summer, Scotland, England, and Wales, uh, 11 days studying British industrial history with an emphasis on their coal mining history. We went to museums and toured mines, underground deep mines, as well as slope mines. Uh, we did a canal boat ride. We did all this industrial history. And now we have three people from Wales who are going to be Zoomed in. They'll be there on Zoom talking about how they are trying to remember their coal mining history. And Bodie and the aforementioned John Fielding, the curator at the museum, they will talk about how we're trying to do it in anthracite. So it should be a very interesting afternoon with, uh, with an international focus, our first attempt at international coal mining for the annual Knox Mine Disaster Commemoration. Plymouth's going to have one the next night. Alvin Cole in Plymouth, Plymouth Historical Society, always does one. With Steve Condrat down there, put this together. Alvin Cole, a former coal miner, is going to talk about what it was like to work in the Wanami Number 19, owned by the Glen Alden Coal Company in, in the 50s and the 60s, when Alvin Cole was a coal miner. That's from 6 to 8.30 in Plymouth. Again, you can find the exact venue by going either the newspapers or the different websites. Pittston is doing one, the Greater Pittston Historical Society, Julio Caprari and, and, uh, and Ron Faraday over there, they put together one on ethnicity. Speakers on the Italians, the Welsh, the Irish, the Polish, and the Russines. Four different speakers, 7 o'clock on the evening of the 25th at the library, the Pittston Library. One of the features, and I've been saying the word, you know, knocks several times, but another key word in this whole month-long program is Curran, Monsignor John J. Curran the Catholic priest, pastor of Holy Savior in Wilkes-Barre, and then St. Mary's for many years in, in Wilkes-Barre. He was known as a miner's priest. He helped settle many strikes. He intervened. He traveled to Washington to negotiate with the Franklin Roosevelt administration in the 30s during all those strikes. And we have the annual Monsignor Curran lecture at King's College. It's on the 26th, evening of the 26th. And the speaker this year is Phil Mosley, Penn State Scranton Emeritus, who's talking about his recent book, Telling of the Anthracite, how we've told the story, how we're remembering anthracite. And as a preface to this annual event, and starts 6.30, we'll have an unveiling and a dedication of the latest plaque in front of King's College building on the square, now called the Alley, A-L-L-E-Y, the Alley Center. This is the old Ramada Inn. It was once even a Sheraton after the Agnes Flood. Right on Public Square, there's a miner's park which the Anthracite Heritage Foundation has over, overseen and, and worked to put up in cooperation with King's College. It looks like it's part of, of this, this building, this old hotel. Father Looney, Reverend Thomas Looney, president of King's, will do the unveiling of the latest plaque, 160 names. We have 17 plaques up. Uh, we're approaching 2,000 miners' names. Their names put up in this beautiful, it looks like bronze, but it's actually polished aluminum, these plaques are up there. I mean, my relatives are up there. 
you send in $40 to the Anthracite Heritage Foundation with the information about your miner. You put this in the database, we have all this information. It's a treasure trove of information about where they worked, when they were born, you know, if they were immigrants, when they came over, and, and uh, how long they worked, what they were. They were miners, laborers, or were they firemen, were they breakermen? So we have all this wonderful data in the computer, but on the wall we have the miner's name. And the family members come from all over the place to see that. And, and the park's beautiful. We have other things in there. We have we have these obelisks in there about different parts of the history of anthracite coal. And we have uh, bricks in the floor about the dates of the major disasters and the number of men who were killed. So the Miners Park is almost a uh, almost a solemn place. I, I dare say it's it's the main Miners Memorial in the Wilkes-Barre City. So uh, that'll be right before the current election. That will be at 5.30. The current lecture is at 6.30. Lots of good refreshments there at King's College, too. And Sue Han will present one of her wonderful paintings of the Dorrance Colliery, which was located near King's in Wilkes-Barre. Father Looney, president again of King's, will accept this painting from Sue, which was purchased by the Anthracite Heritage Foundation as a gift to Father Looney and King's College. So that's a big evening. In fact, the 26th is a, is a big day because that's also the day when we're going to do your, your Knox disaster documentary and Dave Brockes. We're going to do that again at noon that day. Well, goodness, there are so many, so many wonderful programs. I, I just might mention two more, the Lackawanna Historical Society and the Luzerne County Historical Society. Once again, are participating on the 28th, the Lackawanna Society, Marianne Moran, Savakinas, is doing a program of brief histories of four anthracite coal companies. We've had a lot of anthracite coal companies, dozens of them. But these are some of these are four of the big ones. So uh, Charlie Compass is going to talk about an anthracite coal company from Scranton. Chester Kalesa, Delaware and Hudson Coal Company, also located in Scranton. Tony Brooks, Tony Brooks, the Butler Coal Company. This was a smaller coal company. It was not really small, but it was medium-sized up in Pittston Township. And I'm going to speak about the Pennsylvania Coal Company which was based in Pittston and Dunmore. So we're each going to take 15, 20 minutes, use PowerPoint, I'm sure, and, and talk about each of those coal companies. This program will also be live-streamed on the Lackawanna Historical Society's Facebook page, and you can find out how to do that by emailing the Lackawanna Historical Society. And following this, as we often do, you know, we are from the Anthracite region, Erica, there's a happy hour afterwards, and we're all going to Seidel's restaurant in Scranton for a cash bar and, and, and dinner, if you would like to eat it, eat a late dinner, because this program starts at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, over at 4.30 or so. And then we'll head right over to Seidel's and, uh, and have a little, uh, a little social gathering. These events are all very social, as you can imagine. For most of them, people say, hey, do you want to go across the street to Pollock's Cafe? Yeah, we'll go across the street to Pollux Cafe and, and Ashley, and we'll continue the discussion that we had over across the street at Earth Conservancy and, and, and Epcamer. So this is the only happy hour that's posted in the program, but I promise you there'll be more than a couple of those that, that will actually occur. That's Lackawanna Historical Society, the 28th, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. On the 20, 29th, the very next day, Mark Rossetti over at the Luzerne County Historical Society has put together a program that involves Jane Booth. Jane Booth is a writer, and uh, she's going to speak about a book entitled Rocked in the Cradle of Coal. Rocked in the Cradle of Coal. It's her latest book 
in a, in a series on similar topics. And, of course, she's going to sign her book after she speaks, as will Phil Mosley after he speaks for the current lecture. There will be book signings. And this is going to take place at the Luzerne County Historical Society Museum, which is on South Franklin Street, you know, kind of in back of the Oosterhout Library. And the moderator is Mark Rossetti. That will take place from 2 to 3.30 on the 29th. Uh, I wish more of these were Zoomed because I know some people from different parts of the country and different parts of the region and the, in the East would like to view some of these. Many of them will be recorded, however, and can be available later. We sent out this schedule of events far and wide, including overseas, and I just had a, an email from a mining engineer from Western PA who traveled with us to Britain last summer, and he'd love to come up to do this, but it's kind of far, and it's winter, and he'd love to tune in via Zoom. So maybe next year we're going to have to look to doing a little more of that. But it's, a, it's chock full of, of knowledge, chock full of history, chock full of culture program that we put together through the work of all these local people really have taken ownership. I'm the, I'm the scribe. I'm the, I'm the secretary. They tell me what they're doing. I write it down, and, and then I, I send it out. So the, the, the tribute to this, the folks who deserve the kudos are the very people at these historical societies, universities, museums, who, who are dedicated to keeping this program going year after year. Well, don't give short shrift to what you do, Bob, because you're an inspiration in terms of your passion for the history, the care you take in getting the history right, getting the history out there to engage and make it public history. You really believe in public history, and I think that that's so important. Well, thank you, Erica. And that's a great way to summarize this. You know, you can get a degree now, a college degree in public history. And that's what this exactly what this is. I think history should be out there. And this history is also history at the grassroots. We do corporate history. You know, we do Wall Street history, too. But a lot of this history, a lot of these programs are about the, about the miners or the, the disaster victims or about what's, what's going on with, with, the, with the regular everyday people. And, and that is definitely one of the themes that we, that we try to bring forth every year. Robert Wolensky, Professor Emeritus of Sociology at the University of Wisconsin, Stevens Point, and author of a number of studies of the anthracite region, including a book he co-authored on the Knox disaster. Dr. Walensky is the coordinator of Anthracite Heritage Month, and we had a chance to speak with him by phone about this year's events. We've brought you the second part of that conversation today on Art Scene, beginning with a recap of the events taking place to mark the Knox Mine disaster on Sunday, January 22nd. And we went right up to the close today. In part one of the interview, we talked with Dr. Walensky about earlier events, for example, Tomorrow, National Industrial History Museum's public program in the Lehigh Valley. That's the Lehigh Valley Railroad and the anthracite industry. That's at 1 o'clock, and it will feature John Smith from the Department of History Emeritus at Lehigh University. And that's at the National Industrial History Museum in the Lehigh Valley, Bethlehem, East 2nd Street. Tomorrow evening, the Susquehanna Brewing Company will host an evening of anthracite region music with Jay Smarr, singer-songwriter, Don Chappelle and the Pickups, and to cover the polkas, it's John Stanky and the Coal Miners. 
That's in Pittston, here in Pittston, at the Susquehanna Brewing Company. And it gets underway at 7.30 and goes for about two hours. There'll be refreshments and a food truck and a good time expected to be had by all. There are many other programs, some we didn't mention today, and you can find the whole list on the Anthracite Heritage Foundation website, ahfdn.org, ahfdn.org. 